moment. Of clarity. Of clarity. Of clarity. Yes, 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 yes. Say it again, yes. It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity, and oh my God, I'm so happy to be back. I am so, so, so happy to be back. In the studio, behind the microphone, on your radio, in your phone, on your iPod, iPad, tablet, Android, whatever it is that you are rocking right now and listening to this show, I am so happy to be back in it and so appreciative of you for linking us up. Once again, my name is Stefan G. You are tuned in to Moment of Clarity. And I just wanted to say, man, I've been gone for so long. So many things have happened. Um, I've got a lot to talk about today, but really not that much because today I just want to kind of recap do a little bit of introduction for people who have not uh, listened to the show before. I know a lot of you guys are going to be first timers because we've had a lot of interest and a lot of exposure come about for the show here recently. And so I'm very excited about that. And I'm looking forward to everything that is to come. So first, let me, for all of you who have been listening for the past few years, I want to let you know that I am back solo on the show my man mike has moved on to greater things and i couldn't be more proud of him he is now hosting his own show called beyond reason radio you can check him out at beyondreasonradio.com and you can also download his podcast on stitcher and tune in and itunes and everywhere that you can get podcasts it's called the beyond reason radio show with michael yaffe and he talks uh political truths uh, Christian truce kind of blends faith and culture, politics, um, all into one big nasty ball of, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. Or actually his is more along the lines of, oh, my God, how come nobody's said this before? So check him out, the voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. Mike is now on Beyond Reason Radio. Check him out, beyondreasonradio.com. And then my girl Kim, she has also moved on to Greener Pastures. She's got a project in the works that I am not allowed to talk about right now. She has sworn me to secrecy, um, but I am very excited about it. I told her she was going to do it. She did not believe me when I told her that she would end up partaking in this project. I have been bugging her about this. Actually, I've kind of been bugging her about it since I've known her, maybe a couple years later, but certainly been bugging her about it for the past year or so. So I am wildly excited for what she is about to release. So make sure you catch up with my friends, Mike and Kim, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, social media, blah, 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 blah. So I'm back solo, which means I need co-hosts. So before I get into what I want to talk about today, because I do have a topic to talk about today, I just want to put it out there that I need some co-hosts. So if you are interested in co-hosting Moment of Clarity, with Stefan G, go to the website thestefang.com and leave me a message, leave me a voicemail, 
Uh, best to leave me a voicemail so that I can hear what your voice sounds like. Or you can hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. That's facebook.com slash radio. And uh, I'm looking for co-hosts, male, female. Only requirements are you have to be somewhat saved. You have to at least be saved enough to acknowledge that you're not actually as saved as you think you are. <laughs> and you got to have some kind of personality. Those are the two requirements. And so if you know somebody or know somebody who knows somebody who should have always been on radio, have them hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com slash M.O. Clarity Radio or on Twitter at M.O. Clarity Radio, uh, Instagram, M.O. Clarity Radio. I mean, everywhere you want to hit me, you can hit me at M.O. Clarity Radio. And of course, go to the website, thestefang.com and leave a voicemail. And I will be considering co-host recruits and interns and all that kind of stuff probably over the course of the next month or so. But in the meantime, I have had a whole lot of stuff go on in the past year. It's been almost an entire year since I've talked to you guys. And in that time, I've met me a PYT. Yes, I have. Somebody praise the Lord. I have met me a tenderoni. Sha-la-la-la-la-la. And I have shackled her down. Well, I almost shackled her down. I got her to say yes, she would allow me to shackle her down. And now we are uh, paying people (laughs) to get ready for the shackling ceremony. So I have found me a woman. We are getting married. Hallelujah. And we are uh, cutting checks and paying folks for the shackling ceremony. And, and, And not only that, you know, my daughter is now a teenager. Oh, my God. If any of you have been listening to the show for some time, you know my daughter Maya. She is now a teenager. So that explains a little bit of why I have not been on the radio because I now have a teenager in my house. And then all kinds of great things that God has been doing and expanding. And I have learned so much over the course of the past almost year that I have not been on the air. But I am so glad to be back on the air. And I'm glad you joined me. So. I want to start out talking, um, I want to start out today's show talking about something that has come up in my conversations with friends and family and people that I'm around, and it seems like this subject has been coming up a lot lately. And I've got a whole lot of people in my life that are going through transition periods. The best man was going through a transition period, well, my old best man, my new best man, Well, he's kind of going through a transition period, too. But uh, my old best man's going through a transition period. Some friends of mine are going through transition periods. Some family members of mine are going through transition periods. My tenderoni's even going through a transition period. I've been going through a transition period. And what a lot of people don't realize is that when you are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in fire, and you are going through a transition period, It doesn't always uh, go the way you think it would go. It doesn't always look like going from glory to glory. Even though that's what we call it, it certainly doesn't feel like we are going from glory to glory. Sometimes it feels like we are going from mud to muck and from muck to mire when we are going through a transition period. And a lot of that is because of the things that we have to 
learn and accept as we're going through this transition period or whatever transition you are going through. There's always things that we have to learn about ourselves and accept about ourselves in order for us to get to whatever that next place is. I don't like to call it the next level because sometimes it's not a level. Sometimes it's just another space. And in order for us to get to whatever that next space is, we always have to learn something and we always have to accept something. And then there's always a choice or a decision that has to be made for us to progress forward. And so I've got friends of mine, and, and if you're listening to this show, chances are you've had this experience, maybe going through this experience, where you are transitioning, where things are different in your life, and it's not quite going the way you thought it should go. And if you listen to this show for any amount of time, you've heard me talk about the space called Should Have Been. There's a city out there called Should Have, and it is the most populated city in the world. And everybody's has is either living there or has lived there for some uh, period of time. And this place called should have is where I find a lot of my friends who are in transition. When you're in transition, you can find yourself wondering or not even wondering. You can find yourself very critical of what you should have done by now. And so because you become focused on what you should have done by now you end up wanting to be something, right? We all want to be something. We want to be successful. We want to be wise. We want to be strong. Um, we want to be on the other side of the mountain. We want to be where the grass is greener. We all want to be something. And usually, when you're going through a transition, um, you often have things that you're asking God to help you be. And some of those things can be like you want to be healed or you want to be delivered or you want to be strengthened. Um, and those are just a few. But, you know, you, I'm sure you have your own list of things that as you were going through transition that you wanted to be. Now, this message right now is the thing I'm talking about is for people who are going through transition and recognize and realize they're going through transition and they have gotten past the place of the awareness of the transition and into the place of being very introspective and trying to become more self-aware and really getting to the place where they are working on themselves because they know they are in a space of transition. And so those are the people I'm talking to right now because when you're in a transition, there's times that you can be in transition and you just kind of there and you don't know what's going on, you haven't identified that this is now a specific season for a specific purpose so that you can get to a specific place. And if you haven't identified that yet, then what I'm about to say is probably going to sound like gibberish to you. But if you're one of those people who have identified that I am in a specific place right now for a specific time to accomplish a specific thing so that I can move to a new specific place, those are the people that I'm talking about. That's the kind of transition that I'm talking about. And I know I said a lot of words there, but basically what I'm saying is when you're in this level of transition, you recognize, okay, God, you're taking me somewhere. And I might not know where you're taking me. I might not know what this next thing is that you have for me, Jesus. 
But I understand that during this period of time that it seems like things might be going wrong, I need to learn something and I need to understand something. There is something on the inside of me that needs to come out so that something on the inside of me can come out. Y'all pastors can preach that. I will let you preach that one right there. If any pastors are listening, you can preach that one. Something on the inside of me must come out so that something on the inside of me can come out. And so if you're in that space where you recognize there is some kind of hurt, some kind of pain, some kind of brokenness, some kind of confusion, some kind of wandering, some kind of something that is on the inside of you that you need to be delivered or you need to be healed or you need to be put back together. When you recognize that, now you're in a place called transition. And when you're in a place called transition, as I was saying before, you want to be, you want to be whatever it is, be healed, be delivered, uh, so on and so forth. And so when you're in that place that you want to be, you start looking for ways to fix the problem. And I'm here to tell you right now that is probably your biggest mistake. It is probably your biggest mistake that when you are in that place called transition, you are looking for a way to fix the problem. You're looking for a way to be healed. And I'm telling you right now, you can call me whatever you want, call me everything in the book but the child of God. But I believe that in most situations, I will qualify my words by saying in most situations, Jesus does not want you to be healed. And Jesus does not want you to be delivered. And Jesus does not want you to be elevated. And Jesus does not want you to be matured. He doesn't. I'm trying to tell you, it is not what he wants. That's not what he wants. In most situations, now in some situations, he does want those things. But in most situations, Jesus does not want you to be healed and he does not want you to be delivered. There's something else he wants to happen in your life. There is another thing besides you being healed and being delivered that Jesus wants to bring about in your life in those situations when you are in that space of transition. And when I come back from the break, I tell you what it is. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G, be back in a bit. Get to heaven, that is all I know. Everybody want to see it, but everybody don't believe it. Play around, you'll never see it. I can never keep it low key. 10% off the whole piece. I watch it come back, honey. Turn around and so another seat. I'm patient, but I see the sign. Waking up the genocide. Want to never miss an episode of Moment of Clarity? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or tune in. Moment of Clarity, it's your man, Stefan G. And we are talking about, I guess you could say we're talking about transition right now. Um, but more importantly, we're talking about what God wants to actually happen in your lives when you are transitioning. And before we went to the break, I was telling you how I don't believe in most situations what God wants to happen in your life is for you to be healed. I don't believe God wants you to be healed. I don't believe God wants you to be delivered. When you are going through transition and you recognize that there is something inside of you that needs to come out so that something inside of you can come out. When you have come to that place where you understand that there is a brokenness inside of you and there is a pain inside of you and there is a trauma inside of you or there is some kind, 
type of void or hole or something that is keeping you from progressing forward. When you've recognized that, I don't believe Jesus wants you to be healed. And I don't believe Jesus wants you to be delivered. What I believe he wants is for you to become healed. And what he wants is for you to become delivered. Now you say, well, what's the difference? You can be healed or become healed. It's all the same, right? No, it is not all the same. And I say this because I've been te- I've been telling this to the people in my circle who are going through these things. And all of them just want to be healed. I just want to be healed. I just want to be delivered. I just want God to do this thing. And I'm trying to tell them that's not what he wants for you. He wants you to become healed. And he wants you to become delivered. And so many of us are so busy trying to be. Many of us want to be who God has purposed us to be. He wants us to be. We want to be who God has purposed us to be. And we want to be who God has promised us to be. And we want to be who God has told us we will be. And we want to be what the Bible says we can be. But we don't want to become that person. We don't want to become who God has purposed us to be. And you say, well, what's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. Look up in in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. The definition of the word be is to be equal to, to have identity with, or to be seen as the same class. And when we're going through hardships, specifically when we're going through transition, that's what we want. We want to be equal to healing. We We want healing to happen. We want deliverance to happen. We want God's purpose to happen. We want God's promises to happen. We want to have the identity of somebody who is healed. We want to be seen as the same class as someone who is delivered. We want to be equal to the person who is carrying out God's purpose in their life. That's what it means to be something. But when you become something, when you become someone, there is a process that must happen. Become takes work. Become takes trial and error. Become takes commitment. Become takes strategy. Become takes pain. Become takes love. Become takes a tenacity, a desire, and a passion that being does not take. If you you can be a millionaire. You go, you, you win the lottery, and you be a millionaire. You now are a millionaire. But if you're somebody who has become a millionaire, you have gone through the pain and the process and the wisdom and the knowledge and the ignorance and the shaping and the forming that it takes to now be a millionaire. If you go to the same dictionary, Merriam-Webster, and you look up the word become, the word become means to undergo change or development. And I'm here to tell you that, and I qualify my words, in most situations, Jesus does not want you to be healed. And in most situations, Jesus does not want you to be delivered. He wants you to become healed. He wants you to to undergo the change and the development necessary to be healed. He wants you to undergo the change and the development necessary to be delivered. 
He wants you to undergo the change and the development necessary to be purposed. That's what he wants. That's exactly what he wants. Now, I like I say all the time on this show, I will tell you when this is something that God has instructed me to say, and I will tell you when this is Stefan. And right now, this is what I have gathered throughout my life of becoming. And this is what I have recognized is going on in the lives of the friends and the family that I have who are struggling so hard to be with no desire to become. And let me tell you, man, for you to actually be the person that God has purposed you to be, you must take the time to become. In other words, you got to go through the pain. You got to go through the pain. When you are in that space of transition and you have recognized that there is something on the inside of you that needs healing and needs deliverance, that there is something on the inside of you that needs the touch of the Father from above, that needs the touch of Christ. Now, that's a special place. Everybody doesn't get to that place quickly. Some people don't even want to be in that place because in order to be at that level of transition, you have to be willing to be honest about who you really are. You have to be honest about what you've really done. You have to be honest about where you really are in your life. And you have to be willing to accept those honest truths. For example, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about feeling like a failure. And they were like, and, and they were just like, I just feel like such a failure. I haven't done what I thought I should have. Remember the city I talked about? The city should have. I haven't done what I thought I should have done by now. And I remember living in the city. I lived in the city of should have for almost, I lived it for a few years, actually. And I lived in the city of should have for so long. And this friend of mine was talking to me and they were telling me how they felt like such a failure because they did not do what they thought they should have by now. And I said to them, you know what? You're right. They kind of looked at me like, what? I was like, you're right. You are a failure. And I said it right to their face. I said, you are a failure. And they just kind of sat there stunned, like looking at me. They weren't angry, but they were just kind of like, how could you say that to me? And I, after I said it and after I let it sit and marinate for a little while, I said it again. I said, you are a failure. I said, and guess what? So is everybody else. So is everybody else on this planet. Everybody else on this earth is a failure. There is one person who has never been a failure on this planet. His name is Jesus. Everybody else is a failure and you are too. And if you're listening to this right now and you feel like you're a failure, one of the first things I want to tell you is yes, you are. You are a failure. And I want you to sit in that for a moment. I want you to sit in it with Christ. And I want you to tell him how that feels. And I want you to tell, them, tell him what that means to you. And I want you to tell him what you think about that. What do you think about the fact that you actually are a failure? There are things that you set out to accomplish in your life that you have failed at. You are actually a failure. And what a lot of us don't realize is that there is nothing wrong with being a failure. See, we live in this new American society. And don't worry, I'm still talking about transition. I'm still talking about being and becoming. 
But I want to quantify what that transition looks like, the kind of transition that I'm talking about. And we live in this new American society where we don't want anybody to feel bad about anything ever. We don't ever want anybody to feel bad about themselves. And I believe we're doing ourselves a disservice by creating this type of society where people can't feel bad about themselves. Because then we are not operating in the reality and the truth of what is actually happening in our lives. And thus we cannot progress. Because we are not looking at our lives through truth. And when you get to that place in transition where you can look at your life with truth and you can say, I am a failure. I have failed. And you can allow the brokenness that's inside of you, the hurt that's inside of you, the pain that's inside of you of all the times that you have failed. When you can recognize that, admit it and then allow it to come out. Allow that pain to come out. Allow those tears of every time that you have failed to come out. Allow the disappointment of everything that you have not done that you thought you should have done by now. Allow all of those tears and all of that pain and all of the frustration and all of the anger and all of the confusion. Allow it all to come out right at the foot of the cross, right in the throne room of Christ. Let it all come out. Let it come out in the ears of Jesus himself. Let it all come out. And when you are in that place of transition, that's when you're ready to become. That's when you stop waiting for a miracle and you are ready to undergo the change and development necessary to achieve what God has purposed that you achieve in your life. But you have to get to that place first. And I wanted to take some time to explain that and really kind of dig into that because you have to get to that place of being self-aware enough to know what you are and what you aren't. To be self-aware enough to actually know how you feel about yourself. You have to be in that level of transition where you know God has something new for you on the horizon But you also recognize, unless I get this failure out of me, and it doesn't have to be failure. That doesn't have to be your thing. Your thing can be sinner. Your thing can be liar. Your thing can be pretentious. Your thing can be know-it-all. Your thing can be uh, idolater. Is that a word, idolater? It is today. Your thing can be idolater. Your thing can be a number of character flaws that we try to overlook. Your thing can be overweight. Your thing can be anything. But until you're willing to look inside of you and find that thing and admit to it, yes, I am that. Yes, I am an alcoholic. Yes, I am an an abusive husband. Yes, I am a verbally abusive wife. Yes, I am a poor worker at my job. Yes, I am lazy. Yes, I am slothful. Yes, I am. Until you're in that place of transition where you can actually admit what you are doing and participating in right now, you won't be able to get to the place of becoming what you thought you should have been already. You must be in the place where you can admit who you are so that you can become who you're supposed to be.
And once you admit that, you take it to God, you lay it at his feet, and you tell him about it. Tell him how it feels. Tell him what you think about him. Tell him how angry you are at him for not fixing you already. But you've got to lay it at his feet. Instead of sitting around praying, Ishakanda in, treading, getting on everybody's prayer list, hoping and wishing and praying that you will be healed, take the time to go through the process of becoming healed. And the first step is to admit you have a problem. The first step is to admit that you can't do it by yourself. The first step is to admit that you are a failure. And not just to admit it and move on, but to admit you are a failure and sit in the feeling of failure for a moment. Not forever. I don't want you to dwell on it. I don't want you to let it overtake you. That's why you must do it in the presence of the almighty God. That's why you must do it in an environment that is saturated with the Holy Spirit. Because if you try to do it on your own by yourself with nobody around and you're just going to proclaim to your vision board that you're a failure, it the enemy will attack it. He will leech onto it and it will dwell upon you and you'll find it even harder to shake it. But you must, must, must do it in the presence of of our almighty God. And when you are ready to admit that thing, that's when you can finally begin to become. That's when you can finally begin to undergo the change and the development. Because once you've admitted that you're a failure, and like I said, I'm just using failure as an example here. Your thing could be anything. But once you've admitted that thing to yourself, and once you've poured out the the detrimental emotion that goes with it once you've poured out the hurt that goes with it once you've poured out the pain that goes with admitting that you are that thing once you've cried about your failures and given it to christ then you can begin to find in his word what he promises you can be who he calls you who jesus says you are See, a lot of us, we like to just skip to that part. We like to skip right to the part of going into the Bible and telling ourselves, who does Jesus say I am? And so basically all we do is self-help ourselves. We guru ourselves. You know, we pump ourselves up that Jesus says I am able, so I am able. But we've never taken the time to admit that we're not actually able on our own. We're only able through him. And therefore, when things get hard, we don't actually look to him to help us overcome it. We look to him to fix it. Because we have not connected our ability to him. We have not connected our ability to do something with his desire to get it done. So instead, we skip over the step of admitting that we're a failure and we jump right to the step of going through the Bible and proclaiming, you know, to a mirror, looking at ourselves and telling ourselves who Jesus says we are. But we haven't poured out the pain of the disappointment we have in ourselves and the disappointment we had in our friends and the disappointment we had in our family and the disappointment we had in our wives and our husbands and the disappointment we had in Jesus because of an expectation that we put on him that we didn't have the right to put on him. We don't take that time to actually be in the transition. 
We don't take that time to sit in the space, as my friend would say, in the space of tension. We don't take that time to be into that, to be in the uncomfortable space so that we can discover the truth. We don't do that. We discover our own truth. We create our own truth. We jump into the Bible and take a bunch of things out of context and then we, you know, act like it's the secret and we, you know, proclaim it on a vision board and we think it's just going to magically happen. And you never know. Some of it might happen for you. But you won't be able to maintain it because you didn't take the time to become. You won't be able to maintain it because you didn't take the time to undergo the change and the development necessary to hold on to it. So even though you went to a deliverance service and you was delivered, you find yourself right back in front of your computer watching pornography. Because you didn't go through the transition. You didn't go through that space, that that space where you admit that you have this disgusting habit of of wanting to see other people have sex. Of wanting to see the abasement of other women. You won't admit it. And so you can't become healed. You can't become healed because you don't take the time to admit, I have a problem struggling with my ego. I think I'm the most important thing in the world, and that is an issue for me. You don't take the time to admit that. You don't take the time to talk to God about what that has done to your life, about how many jobs you lost because of your ego, about how many friends you lost because you were pompous, about how many relationships you have destroyed because you thought you knew everything. You won't admit to that. And thus, you don't pour out the pain of those experiences. And thus, you don't allow the comforter to come and help you. And thus, you cannot see clearly the purpose of those words that you read in the Bible. And they cannot take root in your heart. And you cannot become healed. So I, I'm, I'm here to tell you guys, on this first show back, from a long, long layover. Let's stop trying to be and let's start becoming. The beauty is in the becoming. The beauty isn't in the being. The beauty is in the becoming. It's the things you learn in the becoming. It's the things that you grow into in the becoming. It's the lessons and the wisdom that you attain in the becoming. It's the awareness of yourself that you get in the becoming. It's the appreciation for who you are, for who he says you are, for who he's created you to be. It's the appreciation for who he is that you gain in the becoming. Anybody can be. Very few people will become. And so I implore you, if you are listening to this show, I implore you Take some time. Take some time to become. Take the time, not some time. Take however much time it takes to become. I went through, and I didn't do this while I was on this, you know, radio hiatus. But there was a time in my life, not too long ago, a couple years ago, where I went through an intense six months purge and all I did during that six months was become I didn't have a job and have a girlfriend 
I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have any place to go. I was like George Costanza. <laughs> I didn't have anything. And God would wake me up in the morning and I'll eat breakfast and I'd start talking to him and I'd start crying. And I would start letting the pain come out of my heart. I would let the pain of having an absent father come out of my heart and the pain of having an abusive stepfather come out of my heart and the pain of my mother abandoning me come out of my heart and the pain of my, my ex-wife just giving up on our marriage. I would let that come out of my heart and the pain of what I had failed at all my life come out of my heart. The jobs that I had lost, the relationships I had lost, the friendships I had destroyed, the places that I had not been that I wanted to be, the things that I had not done that I wanted to do, the person that I wasn't that I wanted to be. I took that time, that season of transition where I identified, Jesus, you have something on the horizon for me. And if I don't take this specific season and this specific time to do some specific things so that I can be a specific person to come out on the other side, I'll never make it to where you want me to make it. And so I took that season, that six months, and I just purged. And when I say I woke up in the morning, I ate and I cried. And then I spent some time in the Word and I ate lunch and I cried. And I spent some time in the Word and I cried. And I snotted all over my carpet and then I got up and I got my daughter home from school and then I fed her something, I put her to bed and I cried. And I snotted all over the carpet and I did that every single day. Until those things came out of me. And as they began to come, come out, I was better able to see what the Bible was telling me when it told me I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I was better able to see what the Bible was saying to me when it said I was to be above and never beneath. I was better able to see what the Bible actually meant, what the promises of God actually were. And it was during that time, that period of transition that I became the person I am now. And it's during this period of transition right now that I am going through preparing my household for a wife, preparing my household for this new family, preparing my businesses for the things that we're going to do with them in the future, preparing this particular radio show for what's coming up in the future for it. It is during this period of time of transition that I'm doing the exact same thing here. I had to do the same thing with this show. I had to look at this show and determine what was it? What was it supposed to be? What did I think it was going to be? Where did I fail? How did I not achieve it? What did God say about it? And what am I going to do now? And I implore you, if you are listening to this radio show, I'm begging you, take the time to become. Don't just try to be, but take the time to become. Take the time to figure out what hurts you? Take the time to figure out what pain is on the inside of you. Take the time to become aware of yourself and to identify what is going on in your heart, in your spirit, and in your soul. And if there is anything in there that you don't like, admit to it. Lay it before the cross. Find out what Jesus says about it. Like I said, this isn't for everybody. You have to be in this specific level of transition. 
And if you're not there yet, it's okay. Admit that you're not there. I had that season too where I was like, I know I'm jacked up. And you know what? I'm going to just stay jacked up for a little while because I'm not in the mood to go into that closet quite yet. It's dark. It's scary. There's some things in there I don't want to bring out. And I'm just going to be honest and say I don't want to go in there yet. And you know what? If you can do that with Jesus, he will honor your honesty. He still might dig it out of you. Don't get don't get it flicked. He still might dig it out of you, but he will honor your honesty and letting him know where you really are. But stop trying to act like you got it all together because you don't. Stop trying to act like everything's okay because it's not. Be honest and be like, look, that space right there, I'm just not going to let you have that space right now. I love you, Jesus, and I do know that at some point in time, I will have to come back to this space and I will have to give you this space if I ever want to be the person that I want to be, but I'm not there yet. And if you're not there yet, it's okay. Just admit, I'm not there yet. And be in a place where you can admit, I'm not there yet, but I want to be there one day. I just don't want to be there today. I do want to be at the place where I can start to deal with those issues and circumstances and situations that I have. That's just not the day. Today's not the day I want to be there. Have that conversation with Christ. Have that conversation with yourself. But by all means, please stop trying to be. There's a, there's a, a saying in, in all of Christendom. People are always talking about fake it till you make it. Don't you dare fake it till you make it. Don't you dare fake it till you make it. You be truthful and honest about who you are and where you are until you are ready to change and develop into the person you want to be. Don't you dare fake it. Don't you dare put on a mask. Don't you dare try to hide. Be honest. If with nobody else, be honest with yourself and be honest with Jesus. About who you really are and where you really are so that you can make it. Because trust me, if you spend all your time faking it, you ain't never going to make it. You ain't never going to make it if all you're doing is faking. My friends, my family, my brothers and my sisters who are listening to this refound radio show. Stop trying to be so bad and take the time to become. That's what I desire. Stop trying to be and take the time to become. Listen, I love y'all. It feels so good to be back. I'm looking for co-host. So if you want a co-host moment of clarity, hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio, or on Twitter, twitter.com slash radio. I mean, I guess you could hit me up on Instagram, but send me a picture. <laughs> Instagram, radio, And as always, go to the website, thestephong.com. Leave me a voicemail if you want to get in contact with me. Share this with your friends. Share it with your family. Find me on t- Stitcher and iTunes and, and TuneIn and iHeartRadio and all that stuff. And I'm going to catch y'all next week. Hold on, wait a minute, feel what you gonna do? Hey, I'm gonna get piped up with a crew. With a new tuck, but it ain't nothing new. Piped on the East Coast and the West Coast too. Do the go out like it ain't no zip. Feel known for the man, everybody know who. So we finna have our way.